Mango Mustache Media. Yo guys, welcome to Creative Wild Black, a mango mustache original where we focus on the expertise of what my guest creator does while taking away the stigma of what being a black creator is. I'm your host, Devin Green, and today my host, uh, my guest is Alicia Monet. Hey, hey. Uh, she's a talented R&B singer, has graced more than 300 diverse occasions with her performances, and her voice is infused with a soulful essence. She's one of the lead singers of a band called Vibe. Alicia, how are you? Uh, <laughs> First off, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited about today and cannot wait to get into everything. So, um, But I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Uh, just been vibing, doing all the hey, things. Hey, vibe, okay, okay. Before we start the interview, uh, uh, this is something I ask all of my people on the uh, guest in the podcast. What hood you from? What hood you from? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a Cedar Rapidian, so I'm from Cedar Rapids. I was born in Chicago, moved here when I was five. Um, been trying to sing ever since. Was shy back in the day, but now you can't shut me up. So. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> As a guy that's shy myself, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, you can't shut me up still, but yeah. I'm still shy myself. <laughs> <laughs> we have our moments still, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your stage name is Alicia Monet. Alicia Monet. What made you pick that? So that's my first and my middle name. Really? Yes, and it's just me. You know, uh, my authentic self, and I love how it rolls off your tongue. So, Alicia Monet. Yeah, I do really, yeah, I do really love my tongue. Um, I know you used to work with, like, the Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. and you've been a huge part of raising and educating the next generation of kids. But what led you to quit your day job to become a full-time artist? You know, uh, a leap of faith. Um, I saw so many people who's believed in me and I always used to say, uh, follow your dreams, but I never listened to myself. So it just got to the point where I'm like, okay, Alicia, you have to follow your dreams also. And so, yeah, I just think that I was like, um, I've done what, and not necessarily have done, but I was at Boys and Girls Club for 19 years. Oh, wow. So, wow. and yeah. And so I felt like it was time. I felt like it was time. As a guy that, yeah, I, I so I have a similar story too. So um, I've been doing graphic design and web design uh, since I was, like, in high school. Uh, I've been doing art since I was, like, five, yep. from what my mom tells me. Um, but when I had what came to Iowa, I decided that, uh, like, you know, working a job, it just lived in the back of my head, like, saying, um, you need to quit your job and just do, do your profession. And I was working at Aldi at the time, and more or less uh, – it was it was good at first, but it got real crap real fast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, one of the people I'm not gonna name names, but uh, got to the point to me where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, I'm putting my two weeks in, and then that same person confronted me was like, Well, wh why are you putting your two weeks in? Because some people don't tell, uh, uh, some people would like not let me do the way I was trained to do it. Oh yeah. And then like after that, it was just like. She's just like, well, maybe we thought that way was better. And I was like, yep, that's that was the right decision that I made in order to. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I quit, uh, tanked down for a little bit. And then after that, it's just been upsell. Up oh, I love that for you. Yeah. Yes, I love that. You got a similar story? Absolutely. I mean, I, I just think it's with Boys and Girls Club. It's like 
you are supposed to be with the kids and this and this and that. And of course, I feel like it all begins with our youth. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to always give back to our youth, be there for our youth, um, especially like an outlet for those in the arts. I think back then I didn't feel like I had an art program um, to really help support me in that. But I just think I found my voice. And now I'm I'm ready to use it or I've been ready to use it. And yeah, I it, sometimes you feel like you're just sh- people like to shut you up, you know, and yeah, um, oh gosh, especially yeah. with your craft. And I, I don't I don't want to do that anymore. So, yeah, no kidding. I yeah. feel that on a spiritual level. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, uh, let's talk about the next one. You're a mother of two boys. Devin, two you, and some boys. I'm sorry. Could you bring that microphone a little bit closer to you, Devin? Me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Perfect. I think they move with me. So you're a mother of two boys. Two handsome boys. Two handsome boys. (laughs) And uh, you're a full-time artist. How do you balance that? It takes a village. Really? Yes, I have a great support system, and my village are there. They're there when I need them. Nice. And um, my boys, they're like my biggest supporters, too. So (laughs) that makes it easy as well and pushing me to do what it is that I love to do. And, yeah. I get it. Um, I have a daughter of my own. And she always was, uh, she's a creative person too. She just loves creating, like drawing and stuff like that. She can sing too, but also like she don't like singing in front of people at all <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but she just got a whole bunch of talents. And then she sees me and she says, I want to be a graphic designer when you grow up like you. And I was like, oh. Right. Pushing the heartstrings, okay? That's my oldest. He's so shy as well, too. And he did a show choir for like a semester. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to like push him. And I don't want to push him, to, you know, because he'll find his voice. But yeah. I'm trying to, you know, encourage him that it's okay to sing and do sports, right? Yeah. And, um, he loves singing. He's written a couple songs, and yep. he's 14. Yeah, so I'm like, son, let's do something. But he he's super shy. He doesn't like singing in front of people, but at home, he'll blow you away. Oh, so, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. A, like, I've been trying to teach uh, Jasmine, my daughter, mm-hmm. um, about, like, just going out there and doing all the things that you need to do. Before, she was, like, the most extroverted person, like, but when she was like one to five, she was yeah. like the most bubbliest person. <laughs> and then now from uh, six to nine, where she's just kind of just reserved. She loves yeah. helping people. Yeah. That's always the awesome thing that like gets her into door for doing other stuff. So mm-hmm. I just kind of like use that to like get her to do like things that are outside of her comfort gotcha. zone. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so far that's been working, but also like she's still in her little that bubble. bubble. Yeah. Yep. That bubble. Yep. Oh, so yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but yeah. I got a question for you. Um, I know you were born in Chicago, but have you ever been back there and then like experienced any of like their cultural, uh, uh, like cultural stuff in that like sense? You know, we did. We did uh, travel back and forth every weekend. It seemed like actually. Nice. And um, I think it was a culture shock in, in general because going from mainly black folk right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then here where it's uh, a lot more diverse um yeah so that that was a, a bit shocking at first but i think and it's hard to say it now but growing up here in cr mm-hmm. it was so easy right and especially for kids they say this is a place to raise kids and um we could go outside, play at the playground, and education yeah. was great, and and stuff like that. And and now it's just, I think things has, has changed a lot here yeah. in CR. Unfortunately, I've noticed my that take too. on things. But 
Yeah. It's just, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's not uh it's not a negative change, but it's not a positive one either. It's one that you notice, but you know that you don't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um a good example was like, I know kind of like the hood is a uh, first half over around a ghetto high V, if you know what yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um I noticed that because uh, I'm from Detroit and I noticed when they actually do do this, there's kind of a bit of a gentrification going on mm-hmm. over there where they just threw a Starbucks over in the middle of the hood, which yeah, I don't, right? I don't think, but I'll take it. I need my coffee. Yeah. In the no morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, same here. So <laughs> gentrification, we can all agree. on. Yeah, exactly. So like I noticed <laughs> no. that that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then like they threw a scooters down there too, yeah. which is fine too. But like, I noticed that they're trying to like make that area a little bit more newer, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that are living there, you can just see it in their face that they just do not want that to happen. I see certain, yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And like, it's not a that's not that's not a negative connotation. I like I like things to become newer and stuff like that, but also mm-hmm. don't push out any of the poor people in that area because that's just not a that's not something you should do. Yeah, uh, you go. No, I'm just th- I'm just trying to piggyback off of that and. I don't know. I, I guess I can look at that both ways, like you were saying. And, yeah. You know, let's not. I think we need more of a shelter there than a Scooters or a Starbucks, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that does yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of bringing this business, because, I mean, they can't do nothing with the business right now anyway, right? Yeah. They, so yeah. <laughs> we need more that can help the the community and yeah. those who are struggling in that area and the Starbucks and scooters probably didn't help. With yeah, that. it really probably. Can I yeah. can I jump in really quick? Yeah, go ahead. So like, I, my thought on that too though is make the area better. That's great, mm-hmm. but don't make it unaffordable for the folks that Absolutely. already live there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what a that's what it looked like is happening there. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, um, it's not like I said, it's not a bad, but it's not a good thing either. Yeah. And but I do agree that if if it was like a shelter there or anything like that, to kind of like. Uh, aid with the uh, regeneration of that community in particular while mm-hmm. keeping the people there, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't have the answer for that, but... Neither do yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody wants to... It's just our opinion, how we feeling yeah, right exactly. now. Yes, yes, yes. So, But yeah, like, uh, if we have any type of uh, control over that, or if anybody has any type of control over that, please, please give us some ideas, because yeah. I would love to help out with that. But yeah. Um, this is something that I noticed about you as we're talking and stuff like that. You kind of have a southern twang with your voice. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, most of my family, they're from Mississippi, but I didn't, I never lived there. Maybe it's because I was around them so much. I'm not sure. Uh, I can say Uh, another personality. Alicia, you totally do. (laughs) I've known you forever and I've never thought about it or or noticed it, but I feel like you pointing it out. I've gotten New York before. Okay. I mean, I can see That's that weird. too. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see, I can I see that know. too. But it's more towards like the southern, southern, like like definitely Mississippi area. Now that you yeah. mentioned it, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like that hospitality. Yeah, that, yeah, southern <laughs> hospitality type things going. So on. So I'll there. take it then. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you were talking about it's just kind of like change for raising up kids here. Mm-hmm. Could you give me some just some general examples of how uh, how that experience has been for you? Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like, you know, back then we were always outside playing basketball with our friends or whatever. My mom was the family mom of the community. Nice. She cooked for everybody, okay? <laughs> and she would get on your tail and tell you if you were wrong, too. <laughs> she still but is. still love you at the end. Oh, and I gosh. feel like we lost that touch. 
as a community, you know, like if you see a child not doing right, you're scared to speak up because you're not you're afraid of what the parents might say or or any of those things. And, you know, the youth, they've lost touch with a lot of things. And we got babies raising babies. No judgment. It's just it's a lot that has changed from when I was younger here and um us growing up and if we're looking at the violence a lot of the violence is our youth yeah um a lot of the problems that's going on in the community are youth um the shootings the youth and i i just think um it's disheartening um especially like i said i i was working with kids for 19 years and being that i feel like we need to lead by example for our youth and um try to guide our youth i feel like they feel like they don't have any guidance or any structure or any outlet or any programs for them to do um whether it's after school or what wherever right um i i just feel like our youth is lost i agree with you on that one um i'm grateful that my daughter is in a after school program Mm -hmm. at I don't know if you heard of it, uh, Jane Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That one's a. Uh, I like it. It's uh, it was it took some get, uh, getting used to before, but uh, Megan, the person that runs that, mm-hmm. she's awesome. She makes sure that everybody is going and doing the things they need to do. They have a lot of uh, learning going on in there and everything. It's just amazing to see that she's making that difference in that community, Absolutely. and particularly there. Um, but I do agree with you, like trying to figure out how to get the youth in the right direction mm-hmm. while we're people who want to get them people to go. What, what are you to go in yeah, the right direction? Yeah. Uh, you're right. A lot of the youth don't have that direction. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess what I'm getting at is what's something we can do to kind of like get them. Into I've the been right trying direction? to figure that out and I'm, it's not, I don't want to say it's to the point where I feel like I've given up or I've lost resources or anything, but, Honestly, I feel like that answer has to come from the youth. What is it that we can do for you? Like, how can we help you? And maybe like, listen, because sometimes when they're misbehaving, it's because they're they're talking, they're speaking out, they're trying to tell us something and we're not listening. You get what I'm saying? So I think we have to listen to our youth more and try to get those answers from the youth than us trying to come up with our own answers. I agree with that. Yeah. That was my, I'm going to be honest with you, that was my initial thought. Oh, good. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't have the exact answer, but I'm just thinking like, what would I want as a youth? What can I, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's, we need to listen to our youth more. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Um, A really direct representation of listening to our youth. Um, Before when I was, uh, before when I I was talking with my daughter, Jasmine, she would, uh, she would just like lash out and do all of the things, you know? Um, and the reason why is because she was just being bullied at school. She never really told anybody because she was just like, okay, I don't know what to do or anything like that. But when you're in that angry state, you just want to be a recluse. Mm -hmm. Some people anyway. And, uh, some people was her. So she like, didn't really know what to do. But the fact that we sat down and talked about, you gotta talk. Yeah. We talked about everything that we did. (laughs) Yes. It's just, it just makes things a lot easier for you to understand. Like you can't just like go through them and just ask questions and do like that. You got to let them talk from their perspective rather than letting them like, yeah. And as a dad, I ain't got all the answers. Uh, mm-hmm. but you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta learn at some point, which, what you need to do to, in order to do as a parent in general. Yeah. And it, not even as a parent, if we're diving into like culture wise, black folk, we, we think talking is embarrassing. Yeah. We're, no we're, we're told to not talk, not to speak up, not to when 
or it's uneasy, you know, having a counselor is is not good, you know, things like that. And I, I just think that we need to break that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It is okay to talk. Let's get down to why you're really, like you said, yeah. your daughter was bullied. Let's get down to that. Let's not um, just look at her. She's misbehaving because of like, she she don't know what to do or she don't know how to act. And no, 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 no. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure you raised your child well, right? Or yeah. you're raising her well. At least no, like something so. <laughs> <laughs> something is happening. Let's figure that out. Let's talk, son. Let's talk, daughter. You know, let's talk, community. We have to talk. And, and that's what we're missing, too. We're not talking. We uh, think it's not good to talk. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, too. Or it's, uncomfortable or whatever. I don't know. It's, uh, and the other thing, too, in the black community that's always taboo is, like, the mental health part of everything. Come on. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one thing that I've always wanted to talk to my daughter about all the time to make sure that she's good. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I may uh, have, like, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And that may have been passed down to my daughter because she acts almost exactly like me. Mm-hmm. She has all the symptoms of ADHD. So I talked to her about it. Mm-hmm. I talked to, hey, you may have this. You need to, uh, we can, like, figure out some coping mechanisms that I've right. already come up with. And they work for her, and she's, and she's all around just a better person. But the fact that my mom didn't tell me about that when she was uh, when we were growing up, it just kind of made me, like, hard, try to figure out, okay, what can I do in order to help out my daughter to do all this? Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers, but we can at least try to figure out the direction of how it goes. Yeah. And mental health in general with the black community, like I said before, is not easy to talk about regardless mm-hmm. because like, I mean, we've been enslaved, we've been doing all this stuff. The last thing, the last traumatic experience that happened to us was 300 years ago, which is not that short of a time. Mm-hmm. Right. And we still got to like get over that. And then they just basically tell us, get over it. So it's like not, right. yeah, it's not, how, yeah. How, how do you, do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, what do you, does that mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's, mm-hmm. it's 100% dumb. But, like, I'm glad that we have people like you. I just hit that mic so hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to say it's dumb. We don't know what it means. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I'm, 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 what, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I'm 100% glad we have people like you who are getting into the kids. Uh, getting Like, you, you know what needs to be done, but even though you don't know how to fix it, you have an idea of how to get things where yeah. you need to be. I'm trying. I mean, I, at least I can say I do. I'm trying. Yeah. So. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> how has your career been affected by the fact that you are a black woman, and do you find racial biases getting in the way of potential opportunities, or has the color of your skin helped you make connections in an industry that others might not have access to? Okay. Uh I prefer we start with a positive. I mean, start with a negative and then end with the positive. You know what's so crazy is I don't have a negative. Um, really, wow. I am truly blessed and grateful to be able to say that I have not experienced that. Um, I don't know if it's because I haven't put myself out there as much and into um, the bigger industry that we have, but I. I've been rolling. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think I think. I can thank my hometown for that. So um, they've really welcomed me with open arms and um, been super supportive. And, yeah, I mean, even the venues I've performed in, I'm super grateful for the venues. And, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that That's the first I've ever heard that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. um, everybody usually has, like, a negative connotation when it comes to being just black in the creative field. Yeah. Um, 
I got another question for you, kind of mm-hmm. like a follow up, uh, follow up one to that. Do you think the reason why you don't have any like pushback as being a black creative is because, and uh, don't be offended by this, right? Uh, it's because of the stereotypical of a black woman singing. Ooh, so, <laughs> um, the way I'm going to answer this is I, I think what I bring as far as my music, as far as my personality, um, is diverse in itself. Okay. Um, I think that I'm so open. <laughs> you stumped me. Um, I'm so open to, um, what can come from, from my music career that I don't look at. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. You don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just I think I bring something for everyone. Put it like that. That makes sense. Yes. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I yeah, I just never really ha- I'm not saying that I'm naive to the fact that these things are happening and and all the stigmas uh that occur. I I just really never had to walk in that light and and I I'm super that, Super blessed. Yeah, that is yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> so um I noticed because like some people don't particularly know that there is a stigma about just being like black in general. Mm-hmm. Um most people think, oh, black people is a black basketball player, black people is a football player, right, black right. Per- people are just artists, musicians, and stuff like that. They just think that we are particularly only in those type of fields. And we're not. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but for me being a graphic designer. Uh, I said this in a few episodes back, uh, trying to be a graphic designer and uh, trying to be a black graphic designer in a uh, in a graphic design field is just a pain in the ass, uh, only because I've had to work extremely hard to get to where I need to be to get recognized for all of the stuff that I need that get, get recognized over the other people that are graphic designers more or okay. less. Um, so that's why I always ask questions like that. But the fact that you haven't had any of that is yeah. amazing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't think I've ever had anybody on the show. Yeah, I haven't had anybody on the yeah. show that actually hasn't had any like negative connotations behind that. Mm-hmm. But uh your community and everything that you got going on with that, that's amazing that you didn't have that any any of that type of negative connotation or anything like that. Yeah, and I, I just hope it I hope it I mean, even if it was to happen, I think that with my support system I have, I will be able to um deal with it or make it a teachable moment or you know something like that but oh yeah i'm i'm just super blessed and uh grateful and um i that's why i say i will always give back to my hometown or anyone who's been behind me i'm gonna always give back because i think they made it everyone else made it so easy for me and it's like i need to push myself you know can what can i give you um to continue to better Myself, be, yeah. so that I have this same support system and this same growth behind that behind me. So I, I that is amazing. Um, have you ever had? Have you ever been in a position to uh, give that same uh, vibe and feel to other people? Like, say, for instance, all the people in in your community are giving you the ability to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Have you done that for anybody else? I feel like I do, right? I'm I'm always here to support. I'm always trying to collab. Um and I I'll do a free gig if I can give back, you know, any type of thing. So I just think um the importance is to just 
love, be your authentic self, um, be caring, be open-minded and, um, flexible and there's a lot that comes with it but I feel like I try to give my hardest back to everyone what they give to me uh I'm a super laid back chill person in my heart I wear my heart on my sleeve so <laughs> I, I feel that <laughs> yeah 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 so I, I think that I'm learning and um trying to pick up the positive things along the way and just share with others and I'm with it that is amazing so yeah. This she she's just all around just awesome. Person. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look, I'm trying, honey. I got my flaws, but I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying. I mean, everybody got their flaws, <laughs> but like generally, like genuinely is the word I want to use. You are just. I'm glad I have you on the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't you. really get. Uh, I won't say we don't get. Uh, like I don't get people like you uh, on the show, and I appreciate you taking the time out. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no I problem. promise I'm gonna come back too. Y'all better have me back. No, yeah, no, we're not it. done yet. Oh, oh yeah, no, we're not one, done. One more question. Uh, so we got one last question. Mm -hmm. What gets you out of bed and motivates you? Ooh, my boys. Oh, my boys. I mean, outside of God, my boys—they are like why I am breathing, right? I'm with it. Um. I have no clue where I would be without them. Um, they're just my reason for everything. They're my reason for everything. So, and that four-year-old, he he keeps me on my toes anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when mine was four. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, but you know what? They they are my everything. I think um, when I first had Ronte, my oldest. Mm -hmm. He, you know, there was some contemplation about whether or not I could be a mother. And I think he was like, you are going to be a mother. <laughs> and uh, he he helped me grow. I had him at 19 mm -hmm. and um, he helped me grow. He really helped me grow. And then it's like when I think I'm giving up again, bam, there's Prezi. But I got my tools removed now. So you guys don't have to worry about any more kids. I'm just going <laughs> to. Every time I'm down, I'm not going to have a child. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, though, they are my reasons for everything. And I truly am thankful that for them. I, I don't think they know how much I needed them more than they need me. So That's amazing. Yeah. I got to chime in, too, because I, I don't know Prezi. I don't know your youngest, yeah, but I yeah. know Ronte pretty well. Yes. And, and God, <laughs> special kid. Aww. Really, really special Thank kid. You. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. No, that kid um, emanates positivity yeah. and and I don't know uh, as as a as a person who came into his life I don't know 5 years ago or so mm -hmm. we did a show together and and he was there and and having a little kid like that look up to you and whatnot like you could tell when they're like really looking at somebody like hey I appreciate you Absolutely. I don't know there's just there's few oh, feelings that are more honey. special yes than, he's a bad I want to meet your kids than a kid yes. who is <laughs> you should you should they are everything and no, let me know when you want to babysit. I got you. You can I mean, have them. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love kids. Um, but yeah, that is. I, I, I don't want to be. I don't want that to be the end of the episode. But I, that, that 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 is the that is the that is the end of the episode. Oh, I'm glad okay. that you were able to come through and come on the show. Um, is there any place where people can find you? Uh, that we can like put in the link in the bio. Oh, you know what? So any platform, Alicia Strong or Alicia Monet, um, and with Vibe, um, we are doing some things, y'all. So I really want you guys to pick up on Vibe, uh, the group I am in, one of the lead vocalists, and that's also on Facebook, all social media actually, Facebook, Instagram, um, Vibe CR, and yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I know I did say in the beginning episode, I didn't want to talk about that. So before we go, let's talk about what Vibe is, if that's okay with you. Okay. All right. So we're six cats, right? Um, We've all been working on and off together for years. Mm -hmm. And last year, a year before last sometime, we got together and just was vibing, right? And we did a gig um, out the blue and we looked at each other and was just like, this makes sense. It just makes sense. Um, I don't, yeah. Yeah, it just made sense. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, when, when you know something just like clicks, yeah. it's just like you just got to do it. it just, we, and we, so we've been doing it, and um, I'm super, super. Two grateful. members of Vibe uh, are in the building right now. Yes, EJ hey. Suave, my boo thing. Hey. He over there. He over there. <laughs> you can't see. He's not on camera, just like me. We're both hiding in the shadows together. <laughs> um, I got one last question too. So, what type of uh, Vibe is the vibe band. Oh, you know what? We do everything. So we take your familiar songs and just rearrange them or songs you don't know and get you to know them. Um, Our goal is to hopefully throw in some originals, but um, definitely a lot of classics. A lot of classics. Uh, We're R&B, country, hip hop, uh, everything, everything. You done Lauren Hill yet? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I got to listen to it now. Um, yes. With that being said, though, you want a little treat before we go? Oh, dude! Oh yeah. my goodness! Wait. Take a look at the screen. Ooh, <laughs> we got the YouTube video. Oh Stop it right here. No. <laughs> Come on. I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to oh, do Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is amazing. This is this is one hundred percent amazing. <laughs> That's all you get. Oh That's all you get. I will go on YouTube See, and watch it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's his talent and his energy that he brings. It's like uh, yeah, exactly. Ooh. I know you like looking at it and just cringing, but like that performance am, is amazing. I can't I wait cringing. to do something with him again, Alex. Alicia, it oh my god, yeah. So we we did a show. Uh, Gerard Estella brought us yeah. together at doing Cabaret in the Courtyard at Bruce Moore in Cedar Rapids. 2018, 2017, 2018, oh gosh, forever ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, and at the end of the show, Alicia and I just like, like sometimes, you know, when you, you know, yeah. when you meet somebody and you're just like, wow, we just got to, we got to work together. <laughs> so, so yeah, we put on a Christmas show. It was at Giving Tree. Dope. It was awesome. It was Dude, awesome. dope. Except for that yes. one song. 
Remember what, that one what? song where the, I couldn't get it? I, I forgot the lyrics and I put, I tried to pull them up. So I was like, stop one second, guys. Can we start over? And I literally went like back and got the lyrics. <laughs> and then, it was like one of the most embarrassing moments. Luckily, it was a two-night show. We cut that song. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The crowd loved it, though. The crowd loved it. They and it's all about it. that. It's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you're having fun, you're giving the crowd permission mm-hmm. to have some fun, too. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's... Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen again. It's gonna happen again. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And I was just talking. I was just talking to EJ about it too. Like, we're, we got to have. Him. You can't see him. He's not on microphone, unfortunately, <laughs> for you guys. But uh, we're gonna have to have him on the show sometime to talk about the music. And and if there's ever a chance where where my music uh, with my band and and vibe can ever collaborate, man, there's a chance. So it's just gotta happen. That'd be a good day for me. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, everybody in this room is technically a musician. We can yeah. put something together. All right. I know yeah. we got some two drums, right? right? We got yeah. two drummers, yeah. and you guys aren't afraid yeah. of having two drummers I won't, I won't on like, I won't put myself out there, but I'm like, I'm not as good as I want to be. But uh. <laughs> The band is just two drummers and two singers. Get right. over it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> hey. he, he wears many hats, y'all, so. Many I hats. only I only play I only play drums. <laughs> I don't know if he, that I'm, came through, but EJ's willing to jump on the bass. Right, right. <laughs> Slapping the bass, <laughs> man. <Okay. laughs> Thanks again for my guest Alicia Monet for coming on to the show. Yeah. If you want more of her, and all of her info is in the bio. And Creative While Black is produced and distributed by Mango Mustache Media. For more info on that, go to mangomustache.com slash Black. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give us a subscribe and give us a like as well. And if you are listening via Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go ahead and give us a five-star review. It does really help and get it in front of other people. With that being said, stay innovative creatives. Peace. Mango Mustache Media.